Welcome back to Millennial Teacher Podcast. If you are new, my name is Shakira Langley, and we talk all things education through the eyes of young millennial teachers, educators far and wide. And back with me is my close friend, Miss Asia Johnson. If you guys have listened to previous episodes, this is what, Asia, your third or fourth time speaking? I'd say... It's my fourth, yeah. Fourth time, yeah. So she third one-on-one with you. Yes, yes. So she knows her stuff, literally ins and outs about education. So in honor of Black History Month, not just teaching it because it's February, um, we just, I really just wanted to highlight critical race theory. And I know that is something that you know all about. And a lot of teachers came to me and said that they don't feel comfortable teaching it. So I was thinking that we could talk all things about that far and wide. I know it's been in the news a lot lately. So before we even jump into um, critical race theory, if you can introduce yourself and your work and education, and then we'll get into it. Yeah. So hi, Shakira. And hi, everyone. Again, um, like Shakira said, my name is Asia Johnson. I um, do educational equity and strategy work for the United Negro College Fund um, and leadership development as well. Uh, Shakira and I know each other because we were in a teaching program, what, 2015? Girl, (laughs) at this point, 80 years ago. Um, And I'm happy to be back on the podcast with her. Yes, you're so always just lovely. Like y'all will see. So Asia, (laughs) let's just get right into it. What is, for those who may not know, what is critical race theory? Yeah. So I, um, so funny, the other day a friend told me critical race theory is actually like the new climate change. Wow. Um, in the sense of like, it's a hot topic. There are some people who are like, you know, deniers of it. There are some people who actually like believe in it. So um, and it's all like a buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. So at the very, very core, technically critical race theory is actually like taught in higher ed. It's like, it's taught in law school that actually a black woman actually coined the term, Kimberly Crenshaw. She also coined the term intersectionality. So, you know, giving credit to black women when it's due, it, that seems awesome. to have gotten lost in this whole critical race theory debate. But I'm someone who, when I explain something, I just like to just take the most like basic point of it Mm -hmm. and basically at its core critical race theory is race is a social construct and racism isn't just by the individual it's also in the system so when we talk about like systemic oppression um and, and everything that trickles from that that is critical race theory nice and so why do you think that they are trying to hide it like I have seen it in the news and they are just like we are not going to teach it we do not want to step on any toes is it stepping on toes or are we hiding the truth Mm -hmm. so I want to think people just always want something to complain about like they they just want something to complain about and as we know being educators working in education that is one area where people can complain. Um, I think that people don't want to teach, teach critical race theory. And we have to back up because again, the actual critical race, actual theory is a law practice. Like it's a law, you learn it in like law academia, but certain tenets like break out into and trickle down into like K through 12. And I think people don't want to teach it in K through 12 is because 
it's like kumbaya everybody get along like oh I remember there's one rapper years ago he said the only way to like end racism is to not teach slavery Mm -hmm. and so um I feel like people think that to not for everybody to get along and there to be consensus in the world you can't teach history Mm -hmm. but you also can't lie there it is yeah (laughs) and 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 I just really you know people of other races they're just like well we don't want to step on toes of maybe um white children and they shouldn't feel bad for um what what their people have done and I'm just like but that's a part of your history like why hide it and like you said why lie so I guess my question is so what guidance would you give like K through 12 educators who um who are still gonna go against you know these policies and aim to teach it like how should it even be brought up I mean I just (laughs) it it really boggles my mind that there are some states like Florida because you know Florida's just gonna be different oh it's gonna be different (laughs) Florida is like the rebellious child. Florida and Texas are going to do what they're going to do, period. Um, but it, it really blows my mind that they, I just don't understand why knowledge is power, right? And so once you give a student knowledge, it's up to them to do what they want with it. So why are you going to stop? Why are you not going to give them every tool they need in their toolkit to make conscious decisions in the world? But also, this is his, like, this is history. Like, this is, yeah. I, Maybe if your people weren't so, you know, doing what they did 400 something years ago, we wouldn't be in yeah. this issue right now, but we are, and this is the bed that we have to sleep in. So mm-hmm. just teach it. Yeah. And I, I want to ask you a question because when we started this conversation, you said there are some people who are like, well, I don't want to teach it. Yeah. Why don't they want to teach it? I think from the outside looking in, um, Every ta- every school I have taught at is the students are predominantly black. And now the school that I am a lot I, that I am at now, most majority of the teachers are predominantly white. And so I think sometimes because of your their race, and let me pause and say this, just because I'm black, I don't know everything too. So, you know, I'm make that a disclaimer first. But um I think people are just like afraid to, well, I don't want to step on toes and I just don't feel comfortable. And what if I'm not presenting it in a positive light? Or what if it doesn't come off genuine? And what if they don't have a connection with me? Or what if it comes off? I just think there's so many what ifs. And so instead of dealing with the backlash or the uncomfortableness or like learning and doing the research, it's just like, well, let me just go ahead and sweep it under the rug and let's just act like it never happened. So that is my personal opinion from what I, from what I've seen and what I hear, but, you know, as an educator, I don't understand why you wouldn't become uncomfortable, why you wouldn't do the research and why you ultimately set your students up to get it outside of the classroom. And I think that's where a lot of our learning in our generation came from. Like we wasn't learning about, you know, I'm not going to speak for all of us, but we weren't learning about the things that our students are exposed to now. And now more than ever, they need to know because, you know, real life happens outside of that classroom door and there's real history and why hide it? So I don't know if that answers. Yeah. 
question. <laughs> exactly. And I just feel like as a teacher or an educator or just even a person in general, you realize that not every teacher is not the best teacher. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. But you do know that there is this like underlying understanding that the classroom is a safe space. And that's where you're going it's to get great. that's where you're going to get the truth and the truth mm -hmm. you need to learn. But I've found that a lot of people are, especially when it comes to hot topics like critical race theory, they're learning through social media or they're learning exactly. through like the news or mm -hmm. they're learning through like listening to, you know, all these other mediums. And it's just like why do that when in the classroom as a teacher we can, can we can tell the truth mm -hmm. and control the narrative and you take in and just right and I think way. like I think uh, teachers also need to understand too that if you just open up with like look I'm just learning about this and let's learn about it together it'll go a whole new route and it can be like something that you you are growing in with your students. Like just because you are the teacher, you do not have to have it all and you do not have to know all the answers. And I think that's what educators struggle a lot with now. Like we're supposed to know everything and we don't because I'll be the first one to admit that I don't. Yeah, exactly. And I was just sitting here thinking of this children's book I saw, oh my gosh, a couple of days ago. And it had literally, um, it was the stupidest thing. And I was like, take not to talking about history and the way in which racism has run rampant in this country is doing such a disservice to our children because the book was about Thomas Jefferson and um, Thomas Jefferson had a an estate called Monticello and it's in Virginia and it's still there and the book was about this apple orchard at Monticello which as history has told us Slaves built Monticello. They kept the grounds, like they they built that orchard, apple orchard. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the book though went on talking about how Thomas Jefferson like got it out the mud and like basically built this whole thing by himself, mm. never once mentioning that this man had hundreds of slaves and this in institution. Is yeah. built was built on their backs, and I was like, "This is exactly what people who don't want to talk about race and critical race theory that to them that like, oh, that's the perfect book. Everybody, no one's feelings get hurt. Black children don't have to know about their past. White kids don't have to know about how they're, you know, mm -hmm. these people who they were told to be heroes were actually horrible people, and everybody wins. And it's like, but that's not the truth. Yeah." Yeah. And it's mind blowing because now more than ever, people are like, well, let me bring on, bring some, some diversity into my classroom and just get all the books. And like, it's like, are you really, do you even understand what you're reading? And then you're going to go present it to children. It's, it's mind blowing to me. It, it, it's, it really is. It's so mind blowing. And I, I push back on people being like, I want diversity in my classroom. So I get all the books because yes, kids do need to see diverse characters in the book, but also diversity goes beyond race. Exactly. Diversity is religion. Diversity is sexuality. Diversity is learning styles. Diversity is how your household is constructed. So, yeah, yeah for sure. So how do you think 
I guess is a two-part question. Um, how do you think teaching critical race theory um, is a benefit to students who are of color? Excuse me. <laughs> I choked for a second. Um, I think it's a benefit because Lots now I say this. Lots okay. of thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> Lots of thoughts. Yeah. So it's a benefit because it take your time. Like bro. it opens your eyes and wakes you up, but it, it makes you aware of the system and the system in which you you are being you are occupying. Um, when we don't talk about the history of this country or when we don't talk about race, it makes it just like you're floating through life right but when you understand that systemic oppression is very much so ingrained in everything from unfortunately when our mothers give birth to us from the day we die right um but once you have that understanding and that knowledge you are so much better equipped to realize how you can navigate through this life mm -hmm. and so i think you know, when people talk about, oh, we don't want to, you know, have critical race theory in classrooms to upset like white children, but you're also not letting black and brown children, you're letting black and brown children think that they have an equal playing field when they, they don't. don't, they don't. And as we know, our history does not start at 1619. Like, mm -hmm. as we know, it does not start with slavery. Our history goes back thousands of years before then, mm -hmm. but it's not fair to not teach all aspects of history because no one, no one wins. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I love that girl. You just put it all into perspective for, you know, and, um, I feel like it's many layers and like today we just kind of like scratch the surface. And so I guess my closing question for you is how do schools need to revamp their curriculums to have this embedded? So I would actually love to see what, I need to go back and look at this, like what is the Department of Education? Like what are the standards that we're teaching in the classroom? Yeah. Because it starts there. Um, I do think that the teachers in the school district are like, I'm not, I'm not teaching this anymore and I'm not, I'm not doing this in, you know, Florida banning it. <laughs> I think that, so stupid. I think that we have to really continue to be flamethrowers and push for the truth to be instilled in what we are teaching our students. Yeah, point blank period. Like, and and like we discussed before like those policies are so deeply rooted and so so hard to even get away from it so yeah I cut you off what were you gonna say oh yeah no um I was thinking about how like you know people are like oh we can't teach it in K through we especially can't teach it in like elementary and middle school because they're still so young high school okay maybe because they're a little bit older but I just feel like no matter what age, K through 12, students are smart enough to 
take in the knowledge that you're giving them. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't give them that knowledge, you are not, you are not equipping them to be these well-rounded citizens that we get into teaching to make them do, make right. them become. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think that it's, it takes, you know, the, the own work, like you got to do the work for yourself. Cause as we all know, those books do not set us up for success. We can teach to the test and do everything else. And people think that makes a, a the whole child, but it's, it's way past that. And I think it takes work, like talking about it and becoming uncomfortable and even us just opening it up, opening it up and having people, you know, put their input. And like I said, I connect with other teachers and educators because I don't have all the answers. And so I think it takes a community to, to help get our students to where they need to be. And especially um, something that's, it's history, point blank period. And as teachers, we need to teach them their history for sure. Yeah. Um, one final point. Um, I was reading this article and Kimberly Crenshaw, who I said coined the, the term, she was like, why are we still talking about this? We, mm-hmm. This has been, and I didn't realize this, but this whole critical race theory debate has been going on for 40 something years. Mm-hmm. Um, but with each generation, it just takes on a new, uh, a new look. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like when I started the conversation, it's actually like a, a law theory. So you usually see this in like the legal system, um, you know, and economics, but now, it has transitioned to like taking over the education realm. And so it's just like every decade it takes on a new form. Um, But this is why we have to teach it so you can like recognize that. Wow, I love that. Because to be quite honest with you, I feel like I've learned about it, but it wasn't with this this, um, terminology attached to it and with the look behind it. So I think, like you said, it, it keeps changing and we need to be aware, aware of that change because, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, like just a black woman even coining the term, like a lot of people are probably like, who knew? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I love that. And this is part one, guys. And if you have more questions, I will tag Asia and you can ask her. And Asia, if you could like send, she's an avid reader, y'all. So if you have like books, <laughs> and recommendations for teachers who are, you know, looking to break the seal on it instead of erase it, please, please, please let us know. I will say right now, one book, I do not need people reading to understand critical race theory is White Fragility. Please give that book a rest, y'all. It is a good book for what it needed to do, but I think we are past the needle on just like the very surface level talk talking about race and racism Mm -hmm. and I think it's time for us to go a little bit deeper so yes it's time it's time it's been time and you know stop scratching the surface and you know get in there so I love that and so yeah I will make sure I tag you so you can put all your good resources thanks for joining Asia of course thanks for having me and thank you guys for listening